0: Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Four Guys Roundtable Show. I'm feeling good tonight, I'm tired, I'm exhausted, but I'm in a crazy mood right now, so it's all good. (laughs) So we have a great show tonight, me, Joe, aka Theo, we got Darth Pat here, AJ Nitro, and Jeremy, Coach Jeremy. (laughs) See, I gave you the James Bond thing, Jeremy, Coach Jeremy, I had a little something in it for you, you know? Um... Comment
1: I don't know to... think is <laughs> getting to be
0: just Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: cool, JJ. I was
0: trying to give him, to give him some flair. I mean, I could have went with a J J juice, but I didn't want to go that far. So I kind of wanted to keep it a little, a little PG. Hey, I'll, give you a, uh, I'll give you a little flair, a little Rick Flair. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey. Oh, boy. It is what it is. We'll take that, too. What's going on, fellas? How's everybody tonight?
2: Wonderful. It's a
3: beautiful day. You're going to tell us the story.
0: Great. Yes, yes. yes. I, I, I I don't need to know about that. I I have something to share with you guys and everybody Joe, you watching and up, listening. Man, you're me out. You're like, what happened? close to
2: your camera. Back up some. Oh,
0: well, guys, man, I'm doing this from my tablet. So <laughs> everyone at home, I don't know how far close I'm supposed to be. Looking <laughs> this way, looking that way, or how far back I'm supposed to be.
1: It's just well, better. I'm, Remember, I'm doing this for my cell phone, and I'm still sitting back this far. I'm not like, you know, oh, my God. Yo,
0: um, so just to let you guys know, I am in PA, helping my parents move out of the state to uh, down south. So I'm only like 20 minutes away from Darth Pat. So I will just uh, might hop in my car and go dropkick him real quick. And uh, (laughs) I'll be back. You might see a flash come across your screen. It'll be me. Can you oh, please do a man. leg drop? <laughs> you're, you're <laughs> <to turn> off. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, yes, I, I have a story. So, for everyone to know, I'm in Pennsylvania. My parents are moving uh, down south by me. It's been hell for the last three days, packing, moving, packing, and putting shit in a pot. It's horrible. But, as I was cleaning out my old room, I came across something. <sighs> so, everyone sit back. Grab some popcorn, some cool ranch Doritos, some ruffled potato chips and your favorite drinks. It's story time with Theo. That's what's happening right now. So give you guys a little backstory. As I got older, my early twenties, which was a long time ago, my parents used to go away and I used to throw some shindig parties at the good old parents' house. You know, they knew about it. But with that being said, you know. We had some little marijuana going around things of that nature. <laughs> my parents had this old school A-frame swing. And we used to have, we have a tree in our back in the backyard. So we had the swing back there. We would just swing in there and, you know, just smoke it up a little bit. But anyway, so I'm going through my room. And I always, I, I um, my friends know because I have this this tin. It's probably like uh, this big. If you guys can see that too far back. There we go. Look like about that big. It's a Philly's blunt tin. put it it that way I can actually go get it for you right now to show it but um in the tin is all lighters I used to collect lighters because every time I had a party people would leave lighters at my parents house all over the place so my parents came home earlier than I was expecting one time nothing crazy because I was in cleanup mode but back then I used to smoke a little marijuana from time to time and I had gone to um what was that Marshall's Creek flea market Nice. To, the, to the smoking paraphernalia store and got myself a little glass bowl. I had hid it in the tin and totally forgot about it with all the lighters because it's been years since I ever used that tin again. So I'm cleaning out the closet. And I'm like, oh, you know, I'm looking through the lighters and one of my good friends is over helping. I'm like, we're checking out the lighters. And I'm like, oh shit, is that what I think it is? And I pull out this black, yellow, in white or a uh, white um glass bowl. And I was like, Oh, still smells good too. <laughs> He's like, Hey, why don't we go find something? I'm like, no, 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 we're too old for that shit. But um <laughs> I dug deeper and then I found another fucking two glass bowls. Two glass bowls, not one. But I found two glass bowls in there. The second one, I don't know who the fuck glass bowl that was, because it definitely wasn't mine. Um it was a little cracked. But uh, yeah, I was uh, found in some uh, marijuana paraphernalia, and we pulled all the lighters out. And there was some resin <laughs> at the bottom. And I was like, I wonder if this shit's any good. Probably after like 20 years, but hey, um, was not gonna try that out and see if that was the case? Now I feel weird because I'm, I'm bending over, guys. I'm on a stool. I'm gonna makeshift freaking little bowl. I have a. What it's are like they called? A, like a dinner. I have a goddamn dinner tray. A dinner tray you eat TV dinners on. Old school one. That's what I have <laughs> my tablet on right now. This is my makeshift shit. So I'm not at, you know, at, at my fucking house in my cozy little red computer chair. No, I'm sitting on a fucking stool with a goddamn TV tray and it just feels weird. So I don't know how close I should be. So I'm going to be like this all fucking night, guys. So, Joe. This is what I'm going to do. So yes.
2: Since you decided to share a little. <laughs> pot story <laughs> <laughs> i will share a pot story with you guys also yes it's pot so night, guys. when i was 22 and living in my apartment uh after my daughter, do- my oldest daughter and her-, her- and her mother and i split up living in my apartment my buddy comes over we're just hanging out you know out on the balcony at a balcony that looked over the main street and my downstairs neighbor, of course, the hot downstairs neighbor, um, she, yeah, <laughs> she comes upstairs and says, can you help me? I can't get this bottle of wine open. I said, of course, you know, of course I'll help you out. No problem. Who doesn't want to help the hot downstairs neighbor out?
0: <laughs> so <laughs> I a bottle her. of wine. You going to share that with me?
2: <laughs> uh, sorry. So she, you know, we, I help her out, get the bottle of wine open, uh, you know, she go. We go downstairs to her apartment. Me and my buddy and her go downstairs, and she's like, "Do you guys smoke?" I was like, "Uh, I don't like cigarettes. That's nasty." She goes, "No. Do you smoke?" I go, "Oh, <laughs> I've never Wonderful. tried it." But then the back of my mind, I goes, "She's hot." Let's do a smoke. Let's smoke a little weed. So I said, Sure, let's try it. So we went up back upstairs, up on the balcony, and on the balcony, we uh, that was the very, very first time I've ever smoked pot. I was 22 years old, and it only happened because my downstairs neighbor was hot. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Jeremy, <laughs> Jeremy wanted the smoke. <laughs> yep, wanted the smoke, among other we things. We want
0: smoke. <laughs> we want the smoke. <laughs> If a hot girl asks you if you want to smoke, you're going to say yes.
3: Uh, I would probably too. say I would probably still say no. Yes. Our friend AJ is one that has
2: never, as far as I know, come to peer pressure.
3: I'm he has no such by. strong morals. Never <laughs> smoked a cigarette or any kind of pot or anything,
1: and that's all right. There's that's right. That's, that's because Pat- that's because AJ, in his mind, has no peers. <laughs> pat have you ever done that no stuff
3: <laughs> pat now, you're ne- like me right yeah
1: <sighs> never smoked um would i like to smoke pot once just so i can say i've done it yeah probably but you know i have asthma i have bad allergies um so i have very bad experience with like normal cigarettes so I, def- I definitely stay the hell away from them as if they, as if they would literally give you the plague um so, so, <laughs> I, somebody tells me, so somebody tells me if i tried to ever smoke marijuana like you know i take like one puff on it i'd probably cough my lungs out for the next 10 minutes and I'd be like okay never again That's i've just never ass.
0: yeah you you i have asthma allergies too or maybe oh maybe you might be a little bit worse than me with some of it i don't know but smoke a pot in the proper way you will be fine you just gotta inhale real slow, bro. And it all, all come, fill up, fill up those lungs, and slowly exhale it out, just are, like Snoop Dogg, and you'll be okay.
1: Are Are you talking about using bongs?
0: Well, I have used an ice bong before, and if you really are worried about your asthma, uh, an ice bong we can arrange that, and uh, an ice bong will 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 be like your. Uh, just breathing in some Arctic air. You will never know the difference.
3: i will never be, be really good for you. I've never even taken Try a it. shot. I've never even taken a shot before.
0: Oh, you will be in July then.
3: <laughs> no. So Joe, matter of fact, Theo came, he came back to Ohio with me one time and he went out with me and my dad and my dad bought shots for me and I gave mine to Joe. Yep, I so, drink mine <laughs> is at the same never, time. Never, never <laughs> taken one ever. So,
2: so for, all, so for all our listeners out there, just so you guys understand, we aren't advocating for pot smoking or <laughs> illegal drugs of any sort. We are just sharing our experiences with you. And if you want to do that, feel free to do it. But not just because we said so. Because we're not. <laughs> <to
0: do it. laughs> I mean, pot's hey, illegal in so. some states. I mean, just say
1: no. call, call, calling marijuana with a blanket illegal drug term isn't really accurate anymore. So true. Um, I mean, it's approved for medicinal uses in some place, and you know, a couple states again have even gotten a, you know ahead of the curve with approving it for recreational uses. So you know,
2: Pennsylvania is medicinal.
1: Yeah, finally. That <laughs> <laughs> only happened in the last couple of years. Um, yeah, uh, it was like it was like basically like the last like state that you can really say it was like a northeastern state to do so too. So it's like we're always last when it comes to something like that, you know? Damn, Commonwealth
0: states.
2: So as we're recording this uh, episode, Father's Day just passed. And I'm going to ask Theo how, how – because two of us out of the four of us are, are fathers at this point in time. I mean, well, granted, uh, AJ is a puppy daddy, uh, so I guess he's a father <laughs> of sorts. It's not children, children.
0: <laughs> children <laughs> are worse. <laughs> They're more of <laughs> than the animals. <laughs> yeah. So, Theo, Sorry, I'm like I'm just how,
2: how was your father's day? Did Were you already up in PA cleaning out the parents' house? Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. I've been up here since Friday. Um, oh, okay. That was a. I flew up here, which was an adventure in itself. I will say that uh, it wasn't bad. It was just very different with everything going on um, in the world, the United States, and all that jazz. With the rules and regulations. My son, my son, FaceTimed me yesterday uh, nice. when he woke up because he stayed up to like twelve thirty last night watching. <laughs> Watching some, I don't even know what the hell he was watching. He was watching something on a and I don't know. Um, but anyway, yeah, he woke up. He, he You know, he FaceTimed me. So we chatted for like 10, 15 minutes. So, you know, it was was it the normal Father's Day. But, you know, I was here with my dad. So it was a little bit different this year. So then, you know, when he FaceTimed me, you know, I gave him my phone to my dad. So he talked to him for a little bit, too. So overall, it was good. How was yours?
2: My Father's Day was actually quite... Cool. It was actually, I had a really good Father's Day. Um, woke up, wife cooked me some breakfast. She took my order from the night before. She's like, What do you want? I'm going out grocery shop and we're going to have exactly what you want for breakfast. I was like, Okay, cool. So we had some French toast and sausage and pancake uh, and uh, bacon. I love bacon. Bacon, 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 bacon. bacon. Um, yes. And then uh, she. Before that, she had gone to Wawa that day before she cooked, Before she came back and made breakfast. My wife is a workhorse. I, I love my wife dearly. She does so much stuff for us as a family. But uh, she went to Wawa to get me my favorite iced coffee. And unfortunately, the people at Wawa did not put the proper iced coffee in the proper side. So she came back, and it was the wrong flavor. And I was like, oh, I can't drink this. I'm sorry, honey. She felt <laughs> terrible. But it wasn't even her fault. So I didn't, you know. Of course, I didn't get mad at her. I was like. These people at Wawa. Do your job right. No. <laughs>
1: I love Wawa. Um I do too, but they, they they infuriated me one day last week. That they that's another story though. <laughs> and
2: then uh after that we actually went up to my sister in law's and we went up there and had a picnic because um that way, we could see her dad. Uh, we could see my brother in law. So, we kind of did a group Father's Day, then picnic together and went okay. swimming. Kids went swimming. And we played Knockout. Now, how Ooh. everybody's played Knockout, right? The basketball All game. Yeah. yeah, the yeah. basketball game. So, for our viewers at, at home or our people listening, if you've never played Knockout, Knockout is a basketball game where you have a bunch of people standing behind the free throw line and. You shoot a free throw, and if you miss, the object is the person behind you. Get the ball in before you do, before you can make your layup. And everybody played. I mean, we got my wife played, my sister-in-law played, the kids were playing. It's kind of become a little tradition as we go up to my sister-in-laws. We play knockout. And let me tell you, yesterday was very hot and sticky here in PA. It was super humid, so um, yeah, it was kind of gross by the time we were done. There was –
3: yeah – let's just say it was hot (laughs) very hot i'm not i'm not a fan of that game it's 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 like it gets out of control and it's just not i don't really like playing knockout so that's the whole
1: point yesterday yesterday was the kind (laughs) of day where like it says it's 85 but like the real feel or whatever they want to call it says oh it's 110 (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: yeah one of those days i don't like those days up here I can't wait to leave Pennsylvania tomorrow and go <laughs> that, that, back to that,
1: my house. That, that good old northeast summer humidity, you th- you'd almost think you were in Florida. Yeah, it is horrible.
2: Yeah, the humidity is pretty bad here in PA, so anybody who lives here in PA, we feel you're suffering as two of us live in PA and one is visiting right now. Matt, uh, AJ, you was guys get impressive. humidity? Is it humid in Ohio? I don't know. I've never really been there during the summer, summer.
1: I mean, that's
3: it's similar to what you guys, I mean, a lot of, a lot of what happens here is similar to you guys. It just happens here first sometimes and comes to you. <laughs> I, it's, it's like similar, like that's why, you know, ultimately we decided not to just move over there. Cause it would be like a lateral move to move <laughs> to PA, same weather, different location of the country, same weather. So we that that ultimately figured into that for us is preferring to not to go south and get away from the snow, right? And stuff. So all it right. was so, kind of gross yesterday. So here too.
1: So all right, we had so, so we had so much snow this winter. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe snow yeah. one day. We had like the warmest winter ever. So
0: can you complain
1: right. about this right now? To an extent, because it's not supposed to be that warm.
0: <laughs> You're complaining about this right now.
1: <laughs> Again, Pat will find. Yeah. This is dark. Pat. He finds a reason <laughs> to
3: complain about it, everything. So and, I like and, the snow. And,
1: and Theo, you, you should know what it is that I'm referring to, and talk about that. That's why I'm complaining about it. But it's a subject out where we're not. We're just not going to get into here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we yeah, we yeah, that's. That's gonna be a show where it's just you and me, Pat. We'll leave um, AJ and Jeremy out of that one. Uh, they can they can they
1: can, they, they can just have their own conversation themselves, one on one. So we can like literally do an episode where we've got you know like two you know completely independent, competing conversations. Then we'll like put upload it, ask whoever's actually watching these things to just to first decide if they could understand what was being said in each conversation. And- <laughs> And then, okay, which conversation did you like better? <laughs> <laughs> that will strictly depend on
3: what the person's interested in, I think.
1: And, Darth Pat, did I see yeah, you drinking uh, out of a... But not necessarily. You can win people over sometimes with conversations you didn't know that they wanted to have. So, Darth Pat, did I see you drinking out of a Bud Light glass? Um, Bud. Err.
0: Yes.
1: If I recall correctly, this is a glass that was stolen... From the place where my sister, <laughs> uh, where my younger sister had her wedding reception some 11 years ago. Oh, uh, fantastic! So you yeah, found a Bud Light thing. glass to steal. That's good. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Yeah, you know, obviously you can see where it says Bud Light. I'm pretty sure that on the other side of the glass, it had like a logo for like the location of the reception hall, which was like a country club. But that I believe Sweet. was not etched on as well, I guess, as the Bud Light logo, because obviously you don't see anything here. Um, I think the place was called like Mercer Oaks Country Club. It's over in Jersey somewhere. But um, our old dishwasher had a habit with like glasses of this type of like. Sometimes it would, it would like just
3: whatever just get rid. I of don't. It. I don't put. I'm drinking my AJ Styles today. I don't put any of my wrestling cups in the dishwasher. They say no. Yeah, so I mean, if, I have I'm, like ten WWE cups and none of them go in the dishwasher. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's something like if, if uh, whenever, you know, I like have glasses like that, that I'm like, I really want to make sure like it doesn't wear down. Yeah, I'll probably never stick them in a dishwasher after seeing what a couple of There was, a, dis- would- there
3: was yeah. a, every time I get one, there's like a note on it, a, a sticker on it saying, do not put in the dishwasher. Yeah. So
2: yeah, our unofficial sponsor. Son's- oh, go ahead. Our unofficial sponsor today, thanks to Darth Pat, is Bud Light. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Bud Light, for being our unofficial sponsor. We will not drink your beer because it sucks. <laughs> I agree.
1: I was going to say I do I not at all pay for anybody to drink Bud Light. Like if you have to drink a Bud beer, Bud Light's probably the least offensive one to go with. But that doesn't mean you're drinking something that's good.
0: <laughs> that Bud Light lines about as far as I go with that Bud Light Bud beer.
1: We're Let's see, on we've on had every- unofficial. The worst we are officially
0: Bud Light. Go ahead. Snickers.
3: Was, go ahead. Snickers last. Yep, week. Snickers.
0: Snickers and Bud Light, unofficial sponsors. We're <laughs> on a roll right now. We got to come up with one for next week and now. Adult Sippy
3: Cup. Adult Sippy Cup from the first week, so. Wow, well, that's 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 my own invention. <laughs> Mason right. jar sippy cups.
2: So we are going to move on to AJ. AJ, you have some wrestling news to share. With our viewers.
3: Yes, Appa- apparently everybody in wrestling has turned into idiots. And <laughs> now <laughs> now all uh, of them, you know, all this stuff is coming about all of them. All these UK guys that harassing these women and Matt Riddle, that, that one on Friday. And we've had Sammy Guevara today who apparently said back in 2016 that he was going to rape Sasha Banks. <laughs> mm-hmm. So... Like, he got suspended. Um, I thought Matt Riddle was going to get in trouble. He has not gotten in trouble yet. So, at least he's innocent until proven guilty. Because most of the time when this stuff happens, it's guilty until proven innocent, I feel like. So, um, I saw Jimmy Havoc got suspended from AEW. They suspended Havoc and Guevara in the last five days. So, um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't really know. I, I'm not really feeling where I think Sammy should be getting in that much trouble. He did it when he, in like five years ago, and he was probably like in his early 20s when he did it. We know that people do dumb shit when they're in their early 20s. So I don't know yeah. if I think he should be getting punished that severely for something he said five years ago. And he just said something. He didn't act on it or it wasn't an underage girl like some of the Velveteen Dream stuff and some of that stuff floating around. So That's terrible. And yeah. he apologized to her, and she apparently accepted his apology and said what he did was wrong, but he kind of owned up to it and said, yeah, I was stupid. So I hope that they don't really do too much to him because I, I don't really – like his situation is different from the other ones. I feel like he shouldn't get too much. The Matt Riddle thing, I don't know. That one's is a weird situation, too, because it sounds like that woman has been stalking him for, like, two years. So there's more to that one than I think we know, like, exactly what's going on there. I thought they were going to pull him from SmackDown Friday, and they didn't. So WWE must not be too convinced that something happened mm-hmm. because usually when this stuff hits, they pull somebody from TV if they're worried about it, and he was on TV still. So it's just – it's – unfortunate that all this stuff is coming out like matt riddles was really unfortunate because conveniently it was the day he was going to debut on smackdown conveniently that's when the stuff leaked (laughs) not not five days before it, the day he was going to be on tv for the first time so so i i just that's uh, it, it was hollywood a year or two ago now it's all these wrestling people apparently who abused women and said stuff and did all this stuff so we'll see how many more people Velveteen's in trouble. I, I think Velveteen's in trouble. So his, when one person says you did something, eh, when four or five more people now start saying stuff happened, then you have to be a little bit worried. Okay, maybe there's more to this than we thought. So he's
2: going full R. R Kelly on everybody.
3: Huh? Yes, apparently there's more texts with underage girls. Oh <laughs> God, <Fantastic>. not good. <laughs> not good. So. There. That's kind of like oh, yeah, the yeah. wrestling thing for the last like five days. It's kind of been this all this stuff with, with Riddle and Havoc and Sammy Guevara and some of the other U Jordan Devlin, some of the other UK guys. So, oh, that is sorry, highly the doctor barking. And, but you
2: know, it people, regardless of age, gender nationality all those things that come into play you always got to be paying attention to what you say to other people especially in a direct conversation you got to think like it you know it's it's unfortunate because some people who are good people now did some really stupid stuff at some point in time and some people just do stupid stuff all the time you know it just all
3: depends you know it's yeah.
0: so. true and social media doesn't help either you know it's so many people now get in trouble for something they said When Twitter first came out or Facebook first came out, people dig for that stuff and want to see what your character was like 5, 10, 15 years ago and stuff like that. It just all different types of, Mm -hmm. no matter what business you're in, TV, wrestling, whatever, they just find something.
3: I mean, um, give that you say. Give me give me five months on a podcast with you guys. I guarantee you somewhere in there I'm gonna say something I'm not supposed to or inappropriate. It's going to happen. So I don't know if you guys will. I will. It's going to happen. So I'm prepared prepared for that day when one of you guys tell me what you probably shouldn't have said that. Whoops.
1: My my take on this is, you know, I, I haven't been paying a, a great deal of attention to it. I mean, I started seeing some of the stuff and I saw the the stuff about Sammy today. Uh, I read what Sasha said. I don't know if I would call that an acceptance of his apology, necessarily. Mm -hmm. Supposedly, they talked, which is good. Um, Do I think Sammy should get fired for what he said? No. Do I think he should get suspended like he has been? That seems like an appropriate... Right.
3: They said indefinitely. It shouldn't be more than a month, maybe. I, I think anything more than that starts getting...
1: Yeah, because... I mean, you talk hmm. about, oh, yeah, you know, we, we all do stupid shit. And, and yeah, we certainly do all, all do stupid shit. That being said, I don't know what the acceptable level of stupidity is where we just <laughs> wave off somebody saying that they want to rape a woman.
0: I yeah, don't the word think, rape is so.
1: I don't think high there's anything. I don't think there's any level of stupidity where that can be excused, quite frankly. I know, but 10
3: years ago, if he said that, not, not, nothing would have happened.
1: No, no, I don't give a shit if he said it. I don't give a shit if he's 80 years old now and he said it 60 years ago. I don't care how old you are or whatever. I don't think it's controversial to say you shouldn't be saying you want to rape a woman. Just plain and simple. I mean, I, I, I like think a that's a college frat guy
0: saying some stupid shit like that. I don't yeah. think I
1: don't I don't think that's a controversial line to step over to say, you know, you know, hey, saying you want to rape a woman is bad. So, you know, I, I don't really have any strong feelings. I mean, he is obviously an idiot for what's saying. it, And, you know, you guys talking about social media, social media is obviously a pretty big double edged sword here. It's great. You know, I have been able to keep in touch with people through Facebook after, you know, Certain group of friends of mine convinced me to join Facebook. Not you guys, other guys. Um, <laughs> but Twitter is something I've intentionally stayed away from. Like I'll go read. Go me a too. Of,
3: I don't. I don't mess with Twitter either.
1: I'll go read a couple people's Twitter pages now and then, or if like a, especially if it's uh, maybe if it's like you know like a writer, like like a baseball writer or something like that, and I'm like looking for some like late breaking information where like they haven't gotten the story on the website yet, kind of thing. You know, I'll go like, seek out somebody's Twitter page, but I'll never get a Twitter account of my own because I think what the big difference between Twitter and Facebook is Facebook, you know, of course, there's no character limit. So you want to post something on Facebook, you can do it in much more you know, depth and nuance and you know, probably get your point across better. I think people are too attracted to Twitter in the sense of, hey, I can, you know, let people know what's on my mind you know, and do it real quickly. But, you know, because they're doing it real quickly, because there is that character limit, they're not really taking a second thought, I think, to think about what they're saying. And so I really think that's the problem. So it's like, you know, if I was running a pro wrestling company right now and I'm hiring anybody, everybody, I would probably say to them, you know, don't use social media at all. <laughs> but, yeah. At Good the point, I, I would probably say, stay the fuck off Twitter. I said because I'm sure, you know, I can't do anything about anything you've already posted on Twitter. But I you know, I have a feeling that if somebody really wanted to, they'll go back through your goddamn Twitter history and find something stupid that you said. So do me a favor, do yourself a favor. Don't go posting anything stupid as long as I'm writing a check to you. Um, but you know, and, and, like, and I, I, yeah. Somebody will say then like, Oh, you're infringing on my first amendment rights, which is not really true, but um, yeah. yeah, I mean no no, no probably no nobody Probably nobody will listen to that advice anyway.
3: I I think for me, it's more, it's not, I'm not saying, he shouldn't have said it. I think it's, for me, there is more of a time thing. I just, if he had done it like six months ago or a year ago, it'd be way worse to me than something that somebody dredged up from five years ago. Like, and like you said, they're they're like people are going digging for stuff. Like it's like they're going on treasure hunts to find stuff to hurt people and to bury people sometimes. That's what I feel like. So I don't the only reason this even came up is because of the banter between Sasha and Bailey and Jericho and Guevara because during Wednesday night during that specific time slot that like 15 minutes NXT had better ratings than AEW did and, and Bailey and Sasha were fighting in a tag team title match and, and Jericho and Guevara were also fighting like so like it it, it came down to Sasha and Bailey saying, ha ha, we're better than you because the ratings were better. So like none of this would even have came out if they weren't bantering back and forth over this. So somebody went digging for stuff because they were bantering back and forth. So it's like one of those things where if they weren't bantering, this may have never even come out. So I just, he's one of the guys I don't think is an idiot. So there are people like Velveteen, I'm worried about him. So I think he's not smart. Matt Riddle, eh, <laughs> I can go either way on him.
0: Yeah, he's, he's iffy at
3: times. I wonder like, about his thoughts me, and shit he I says. Say
1: Matt an idiot. I, I,
3: to me, Sammy, <laughs> of the three guys I just mentioned, to me, Sammy is actually the one who I actually think isn't a dipshit. So, like, I actually feel bad for him because I actually think he knows he screwed up. Right off the bat, he said, I'm, I'm a dumbass. I shouldn't have said it. So, I think for me and... Theo, I think some of this wrestling stuff correlates to a certain quarterback that me and Theo like because he does dumb shit, too. So, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. interesting, like with an Uber driver. What are you doing with an Uber driver? You think you're going to get away with it in this day and age, you moron? So, <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. So, I feel like it's right. Jameis Winston stuff with the, the wrestler sometimes. Yes.
1: Well, I mean, again I, mean like, again, I don't think he should be being – very severely punished for again, okay. something that happened five years ago, especially when he did not work for this company. I mean, something company. though, he needs something though. Companies don't exist. I mean, but again, it's like you know, in this day and age, you know, it's it's a PR embarrassment. So I think them doing that is taking the right step. Now he's just basically just got to prove that he's not still that same idiot who said that then, and I Correct. think there's definitely ways that he can do that now. And I know like everybody likes to throw around that term cancel culture these days. And I mean, I have ambivalent feelings about stuff like that. I I believe that it's it's it it, it depends upon how the level of like which somebody should be punished for something that they might have said, however long ago, and really depends upon what it was they said. But I think what depends what matters more is what they've done since then, what they're doing now. Can they do stuff to make it better? And if you can do stuff to make it better then fine. Like, let let him do that. Let him continue to, you know, wrestle, obviously, and, um, Mm -hmm. you know, again, if he says something stupid like that again, then, you know, well, (laughs) you know, until then, again, I I think there's, I think everybody needs to, I mean, again, you mentioned guilty till proven innocent. Well, you know, obviously in a court of law, you're innocent until proven guilty. In the court of public opinion, you know, you're very much guilty until proven innocent. And even and, and even and even after you're proven innocent, you may not be innocent, you know. So because I think a lot of times people remember the first thing that happens and not necessarily like like the next. Like, you know, Richard Jewell, the guy who was, you know, accused of planning the right. uh, bomb. The bomb. Even after the movie last year and everything, I think more people, if you were to say his name to him, will remember him as like Oh, wasn't he the guy who planted the bomb? It's like, no, he's the guy who found the bomb, got people away, and then was accused of planting the bomb, but was exonerated. You know, it's like how many people remember that he was actually exonerated and he had absolutely nothing to do with it. So it's 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 an unfortunate impact of uh you know, 24-hour news cycle, you know, complete (laughs) media immersion and just you know the online presence. But it's uh that's the world we live in now.
2: Yes. And And then we could go on and on and on about this, but we're not. We're going to get off the heavy <laughs> tone of our podcast here. <laughs> and have some fun. And we're going to go on to the lighter, funner stuff. And we're going to get our super geek on, people. Yes.
3: I, I feel like there's a public talk about service. Sports. I feel like we need a public service announcement, though. That's coming in just a moment. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: We are going to get our super geek on. Um, Normally we talk about sports, we talk about wrestling, which is kind of a nerdy subject, wrestling, but today we get super geeky. But Before we get super geeky, public service announcement, you need to stay tuned to the end of our show today to make sure you catch the Mount Rushmore and what it's going to be. You'll be able to figure that out probably pretty quickly once we get into the actual podcast here and what we're going to be talking about, but please stay tuned until the end so you can catch it. And if you are on YouTube watching this, please make sure you like it. Give us a big thumbs up. Leave a comment if you have a comment. Leave us a question. We'd love to know what you guys think. And catch us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify for the audio version. Now, as I said, we're getting our super super geekdom, and I'm going to start it off by doing this. Yes, we are talking about Star Wars. We are all super dorks for Star Wars. We love Star Wars. Uh, oh, we man. don't do the dress-up, though, folks. We have gone to Star Wars premieres. We've never done dress-up. We've taken lightsabers, but we've wait, never wait.
1: dressed up. Wait, hey, wait, 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 wait. That was the Star yes. Wars music trying to sing? That was
2: my best rendition. I didn't do the very very beginning.
3: Don't quit your day job, son. Funny thing, that's not the first time you've said that to him. You've you've also made reference to that during a wrestling thing one time.
1: Oh really? I'll have to uh, remember that for next time. I'll, I'll try to turn that into a catchphrase. Yeah, you uh you were uh playing
3: uh you were announcing and and uh Jeremy was playing The Rock and you're like Rock, don't quit your day job. <laughs> So we're going to talk
2: about the original trilogy, 4, 5, and 6, A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi. We're going to talk about those, some of our favorite scenes, characters, what we thought about the movies overall. And at the very end, you get a Mount Rushmore based on our topic today. So who's going to kick us off? Who wants to start off with a story or... Who you? Po- I can't tell you who you're pointing Darth
3: at. Darth Pat. This is Darth oh, Pat's Darth- moment. This is All Darth right. Pat's moment. Darth Pat, start us off. What do you want to talk about when it comes to Wars? We're, we're going to put you on a time limit, too, Darth Pat. Ten minutes for this one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just say it. Hi. life at various times is <laughs> Star Wars. Okay. Well, I mean... We had we just had so many of the uh, you know the original release Kenner uh, you know action figures vehicles every other thing um, mm-hmm. still have them all down in our basement somewhere they're not exactly in the greatest condition because they were highly played with um, but you know it was like that was like the thing it's like you know just everything was Star Wars it was like. Star Wars gave me misconceptions of a great many things as far as the way real life worked. Like the first time I realized that we didn't have aircraft that shot laser beams, (laughs) (laughs) that was pretty devastating for me. I don't remember how old I was then. Well, I do remember, uh, like when Independence Day came out, for example, that was you know ninety six, ninety six. I was fifteen then, and watching like the alien ship shoot laser beams, and then, you know, I had to, you know, kind of stop and remind myself, oh yeah, our our planes can't shoot laser beams back at them. <laughs> 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 uh, that's how that's how badly you got Star missiles Wars,
0: and fifty millimeters.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how badly Star Wars kind of messes with my mind and everything, but. Um, Yeah, as the youngest one here, it's kind of funny because when I was born, episodes four and five had already come out. Uh, I don't remember if I saw any of the original trilogy in theaters like when they were first out. I seem to have like a very vague memory of seeing Return of the Jedi uh, in a movie theater because I kind of have this memory of seeing like, you know, like one of like uh, the Emperor's close ups where, you know, his face, of course, is all haggard and shit. And, and being a little freaked out about it, but I want to say I was three or four years old at the time, which means that it wouldn't have been the original original release. It would have been like a re-release, like in like a year or two later, because they still did that frequently back in the 80s. Um, but it, you know, it's it's just I, I don't really know how it happened. It's just it's one of those things where I think it's we get introduced to it at, at a young enough age, if you're of a certain mindset, I guess. Um, you know, it just it just really takes a hold of your imagination and you know, just because it fits so many tropes. You know, it's science fiction, it's fantasy, it's uh, you know, it's got roots in, you know, in, in Western films, it's got roots in, you know, in samurai films. Uh you know, it's just it's such an amazing, you know, thing that even though it had a lot of obvious influences, it was also so original for its time. And obviously it's been ripped off and emulated, you know, extensively in the forty years some years since it first came out that it it just really feels like it's kind of like, like the basis for me, um, for like, you know, how I not only view movies, but like other, uh, you know, other, I, uh, you know, movies, TV shows, books, whatever that fall into those genres. So it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a really, it's a transformative experience. And it's, it's kind of funny. I'm seeing that again now with my own nieces and nephews, my oldest niece is, um, And she's going to be nine next month, but she's already a big Star Wars fan. And she's she's kind of more into the uh, the the sequels in a way because you know you had a strong female protagonist than Ray. But she really likes the original trilogy, and she had a hard time understanding the prequels, I guess, because she she didn't understand it was before you know the original (laughs) movies. But my uh, my uh, I have niece and nephew who are about three and a half, or twins. You know they're both very much getting into it my three and a half year old nephew is so into star wars that he throws fits if he does not have a clean star wars shirt to wear <laughs> <laughs> wow
0: i'm pushing it but okay
1: he's yeah. dedicated he, he's unfortunately my nephew's he's, he's a little he's, you know, there's there's some things with my nephew right now unfortunately <laughs> um when my mother brought him a new Star Wars shirt, when we saw him about a month or so ago, he was so happy to get a new Star Wars shirt that he immediately put it on, even though he was already wearing a Star Wars shirt at the time. <laughs> <laughs> and double it up. Is his, his knowledge of Star Wars so far is really, I think, limited to a couple of the animated shows that are out there right now, but he's never actually seen any of the actual movies yet, and he's already Star Wars obsessed, so... I kind of cartoons do it too. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of really looking forward to hopefully one day you know sitting down and actually watching like the original trilogy with them. And um, I mean, I don't think it's too much of a spoiler alert for me to say that you know Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's father. One of my favorite things to like look at random YouTube clips is people watching the revelation that Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's father, and it's like they're seeing it for the first time because like the looks on the people's face <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, I find it really cool just to see people react like that the first time because I think I've said this to you guys you know in other discussions we've had. I cannot remember a time in my life where I didn't know that like I don't remember like the first time I found out Darth Vader was Luke Skywalker's father. I have absolutely no memories of it. So it's like I don't remember what how, like you know how surprised I was. You know, I don't remember, like, you know, going, oh, my God, you know, it's like the, the, the biggest twist ever in, in, in all of movies. So, um, you know, it's just it's going to be really fun to watch, you know, uh, you know, a young child, hopefully, you know, mm-hmm. see that for the first time and then have him look at me and be like, really? And then I'll be like, I don't know. Just really hoping to have that moment at some point. I'm-
3: So I'm the oldest here, so I'm the only person that actually saw those three in the theater. I I saw even New Hope. I was only, like, three. I saw it at the drive and I don't remember a lot of it then, but I still saw all three of them in the— How old are you, like— 75? Yes. <laughs> I'm almost... I'm a little older than you, so somehow that went from 43 to 75, Jeremy.
1: <laughs> he's looking damn good for 75. Yeah, I know. He's so, than I do
3: still. Because, <laughs> I mean, my
1: dad's 70 and he's looking better than my dad, so...
3: My whole family, like my brothers and my parents, we're all... So it's like a family affair. So, not... I, we're going to get into like the most recent movies at another podcast, but my whole fam I went to see those movies with my whole family when the new ones came out. Even we all went to see them together. So nice. it was like, I don't know if my thing with it was the same as Darth Pat's, but it was like everything revolved around star Wars. When I was a kid, my, you know, Christmas every year, my parents went out and fought with people to get the toys. So I, they, they've told me that it was not fun trying to get some of the toys at Christmas time, whatever, whatever movie was out, we had to have the toys from that movie. So like getting, getting the Walker, the AT&T Walker and the Ewok village and sending away for the figures, sending away for the figures. Like we, we, we had three Yodas cause we all wanted Yoda. So We had almost everything. I think at one point we had all just about everything you could have from those those three movies, like all the toys that were out. I think we had just about all of them. I can't remember that stuff. So we do not. Unfortunately, my my youngest brother has purchased a lot of it again. So he, he has a lot of it. He's purchased a lot of it again because his children, my nephews are huge, like Star Wars nerds, too. So it's just like the whole family. It, it it trickled down to my nephews now, so. But like my parents are pretty into it too, not as much as me and my brothers, but even it's pretty even my my parents are into it. So, um, I just remember seeing them all. Mm-hmm. So and Empire Strikes Back is probably my all time favorite movie period. So I remember seeing that movie in the theater probably twice, and. I went and saw the special edition one of that at least twice, and I'm probably going to go see it. I'm probably going to go see the 4K one, pretty when they when I when they open the theaters back up because that is my favorite movie of all time. Yeah, I
2: can say I'm kind of on a different spectrum with the whole Star Wars <laughs> movies. Um, and Theo, unless you want to go next, I, I'll go. No, go ahead. All right, go for it. So I did not have any of the toys ever i never had a star wars toy um there's no time like the present to start (laughs) now i do have star wars legos and i usually get one every christmas that i get to put together and i did get my kids into the star wars star wars legos they both got like their first starter kit with star wars legos so um i i have that stuff but as a kid growing up i never had that um and I think it's just because my dad was never really into Star Wars when I was a kid. Like, that did not interest him at all. So it wasn't like, oh, my son's got to have Star Wars because I want to play with them too with him. Um, we were more uh, into, like, shows like sha na and, you know... Things like that, you know, it was more about TV shows when I was growing up. It wasn't about movies. Um, so my first introduction into Star Wars and what, and getting into it was I was probably about nine. And the place where we were living, uh, they had a Betamax. For anybody who doesn't know what Betamax is that's listening or watching, that was what was before VCRs. And if you don't know what a VCR is, uh, that's what came before DVDs which then became blu-rays um, essentially Betamax and VCRs were tapes that you put into a machine to put on your TV now I'm really dating myself <laughs> well, Betamax versus
0: VHS controversy
2: yeah. which was better so that's when I saw that so you're talking early 80s when I saw the original first three movies and that was when you had to put uh, <laughs> you had to put two different tapes in because the movie was too long for just one tape. So you had to put one tape in, you watched that three quarters of the movie, you put the other tape in to see the final, like uh, half hour, 45 minutes of it. Cause they were just too long. Um, but I absolutely fell in love with star Wars. From the moment I started watching it and I saw the, the laser guns and the lightsaber and Darth Vader come on the screen. Cause Darth Vader was scary, but he was a huge badass. um, You know, there was nothing that I couldn't relate to in it in a weird way. I guess you could say I related to it in a weird way because, you know, for me, Star Wars just kind of takes as a kid and even as an adult now. Going back to watching the original three, it kind of takes me to out of like the the BS of the of that we have to deal with as adults. You know, some people do it other ways. I can sit down and watch Star Wars, and that takes me out of for, you know, that two, two and a half hours takes me out of the the BS of what's going on in life. And I can just kind of relax and do my thing, which is, which is really cool to be able to do that. And, you know, with the new ones and the, you know, original and, you know, everything that's came out, you know, I try now to get my kids involved in it because it was so, so cool. And, You know, I was rooted for the good guys, you know, when I was a kid. And I still root for the good guys. So I always, as much as I love Darth Vader now, I didn't like him back then. I was always rooting for Luke Skywalker and Han Solo and Princess Leia. And I was always rooting for them to come out on top and destroy the the Death Star. And, you know, when it came back in uh, Return of the Jedi, I was like, okay, come on, Ewoks, you can get them. You know, you can beat them. You can beat the bad guys. Take down the AT AT and the ATST, you know, take them down. And, you know, I was always that person, you know. I thought thought it was hilarious when three CPO was like the so-called poss- possible ruler of uh, you know of the Ewoks and stuff like that. They had him oh, like
3: god. <laughs> they thought he was a god.
2: <laughs> like that 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 shit was just funny. I'm like this is hilarious. Like you know, so it, it was. I, I don't know how to put it. Like I just I'm geeking out just even talking about it. Like I was watching to just to brush up. On, I was watching a little bit of uh, Return of the Jedi today. You know, just to
3: refresh some of my memories of why, why I liked it so much. So, yes. and, and like we, I, I can, like tomorrow, I could go watch them all. And they're not, they've not value, lost their value at all. Like all four of us, I think, can watch the movies. And they're still, we still enjoy them. 28 times later, or however many times we've watched, I'm sure I've watched four, five, and six, 20 plus times each so, oh, so and they, like, they, oh, yeah, they, they don't they don't they just those movies are in 20 years we're still going to be able to watch those movies and be like oh my god this, these movies are still great like they, i don't and pat's the movie critic here and i think pat <laughs> lo- he loves star wars like that i don't agree with pat about a lot of movies but we agree about star wars <laughs> so true it's true,
2: it, very true it's just hard to find like with the – with the at least the original three and that's why we want to start off with the original three is it's really hard to find something bad. Like if you are just going to sit down and watch a movie for the sake of just watching a movie, not because it's Star Wars, not because of anything. If you're just sitting down to watch a movie, the story, the dialogue, the action, the effects for that time when the movies were made – there's not really anything that you can pick out of it that you can say, this was terrible. Like, this is really bad. This this is what made this movie unwatchable. You know, I don't think, unless, of course, you know, we have, I'm sure there's possibly somebody that's a Star Trek fan out there. And they're probably no. saying, well, this is. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're probably like, well, this is why I think. But honestly, if you're just sitting down to watch a movie for the sake of watching a movie with a completely open mind, I don't think there's anything you can find particularly wrong or bad about those movies that makes them unwatchable and unenjoyable. And that's, for me, another reason why I just, I can sit down and watch the original three Star Wars movies over and over again and not get bored with them, or be like, oh my God, like I know the scene that's coming up, but even if I know the scene that's coming up, it's still exciting.
0: Yeah, no, it really is. It definitely is. So Star Wars came out in 1977, fans, which is the best year ever. That's <laughs> the year I was born. So, yeah. yeah. Whatever, Star Wars came out (laughs) in 77, (laughs) so I take that, but that whatever, I'm just going to turn you off right now, I'm changing so I'll have to see you. 77, Uh, (laughs) whatever. (laughs) But no, I I saw the first two, uh, New Hope and Empire Strikes Strikes Back on VHS tape, Um, when we first got a VHS, and we went to, I don't even know what place we were running movies from that early in the 80s, but... Um, my mom rented them for me, so I watched them then. And then my dad took me to uh, see Return of the Jedi in the movies because my dad, growing up, watched Buck Rogers, um, and he was into that type of stuff. Um, he watched Star Trek on and off as well. He was just very big into like certain a lot of the old school sci-fi stuff. There was a lot of different shows um, in regards to that. So you know, Star Wars was just another one of those that was kind of like in that genre. So he had gone to the movies in 77. Him and my mom went in 77 to see it. And um, they went to go see it in the movies when uh, Empire Strikes Back came out. And then it took me when uh, Return of the Jedi came out. But, you know, it is just something where, you know, it kind of draws you uh, in with all the fantasy and whatnot. See, for me, Return of the Jedi is my favorite. And probably only because I am really a fan of like space flight and space fighting like for instance the the star wars battlefront 2 game that's out right now i still play that game me and my son play that game all the time so he'll play like certain certain modes and i'll play those for a while the first person shooter but then i'll i'll exit out of the game and i'll go back into the the, to the 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 plane fighting the ship fighting i'm all about that give me that x-wing or that you know um the TIE bomber, let me, let me go around shooting people. I have like this thing about <laughs> the planes, you know, shooting lasers out and just being able to blow shit the fuck up. Um, just this, this kind of drew me in and the lightsabers, are like the two biggest things that drew me in. And as you get older, you get into all the characters and what the story's really about and more, more involved in that. But Those are the two main things like the lightsabers and the ships that shot lasers and blew the shit the fuck up—it was awesome. <laughs> so, like, I, I like, I like Return of the Jedi because I think Return of the Jedi had the best like space battle out of the yeah. three original.
2: For sure. You know, the it, first uh, one they, yeah, they, they yeah. blow
0: they blow up the Death Star and whatnot, but you know, and that's that space battle was okay, but they really it really amped up in Return of the Jedi. I, I, I like Empire Strikes Back. It was more of like a toned down, a little darker like version movie but and i enjoyed it but i just missed that
3: space battle yeah they really didn't there's not a really battle. a big there's not really a big space battle in that one so you know, they have I the, mean, beginning of the movie where you know they have all the action
0: going on on the planet hoth and all that stuff which was cool and all that but you know that's why it kind of takes it down a notch for me no damn space battles but you know <laughs> darth vader becoming the father uh yeah i was weird like when i saw that i was like oh okay (laughs) like it didn't really like i didn't get like a a jaw dropper thing i was like
1: oh okay
0: i guess i could see that happening that kind of makes sense and i just kind of rolled with it from there like it wasn't anything crazy astonishing for me but you know i've really drilled it into my son i was like When he was like three years old i just started throwing them in there and then throwing the prequels in and watching those movies i got tired of watching goddamn cars movies all the time or (laughs) some of that other shit on dvds man replaying that shit over and over i'm like we're throwing star wars in here now that's what we're gonna start watching so he's really into it and you know the expansion i've read a lot of books but the expansion into the cartoons, you know, that, that makes a big thing and it helps, like, with the kids. But I enjoy a lot of the cartoons because it's mm-hmm. backstories and other stories going on during the times of all the other movies, you know, and so on and so on.
3: I've probably oh, yeah. read, I've probably read 30, between 30 and 40 of the Star Wars books. So, like, anything that was, that's not canon anymore, I've read all that stuff that's not really canon anymore. I probably read, 25 of the books then and anything that's came out when the new movies came out. That's not like one of those, like really like young adult books that I could read in 10 minutes. I've read all of the stuff that's come out that has any ties to the new movies. Cause that's, I, but I like to read too. So any, anything I can find that's it's, I think it's funny too. I was going to, before the book, the book, I started thinking about the books. Like when I was, a, it was really hard as a kid to like, if you like Star Wars, you, you weren't allowed to like Star Trek. Like, I felt like you could only like one or the other. So, like, in I, I the newer Star Trek stuff, like the stuff Abrams did was fine. But I didn't like the Star Trek movies. Like, I went and saw the first one in the theater, and I was like, this is terrible. So, I had already seen at least one Star Wars movie, maybe two by then. And I'm just like, nope. Like, me and my brothers and my dad, I think we were like, actually thought we are going to leave the theater because it was boring and it was not, it wasn't star Wars. So like, I don't want to get into depth with star Trek, but like a couple of the movies were good. Like the older ones were good, but it was just like, you can't like both to me. That's like, I can't like the Yankees and the Red Sox. I can't like star Wars and star Trek. You can't like them both back with that. Maybe now it's, it's okay. But back then you could only like one or the other. It was really hard to like both of them. Cause like star Trek to me, was like, Lame compared to Star Wars. Well,
2: I've tried and I've tried watching some of the old Star Trek movies. Um, you know, going in with a completely open mind, like okay, I'm gonna you know let me sit down and watch this. And to be honest, I just I don't know. It's something about William Shatner, like in that role that he plays as Captain Kirk. Yeah. I yes, I'm probably calling. Uh, it's probably a sacrilege to. I'm not. I just didn't like him in that role. Like it made the movie because of the 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 way he. His dictation of of his lines and stuff, it just drove me – it drives me freaking batty, like the way he talks in those movies. Because I actually like William Shatner and other things I've seen him in, but for some reason I just don't like him in Star Trek. And he was in so many Star Trek movies.
0: I liked him in like, T.J. Hooker. That was a good show.
1: Yeah.
2: So, you know, I, like I
3: said <laughs> <it's just, laughs> – Jackass. Jackass. <laughs>
2: Pat, that's a real so, that's,
3: show though. It's Dar- Pat, Pat, what is Pat, what is, where were you at with like Star Trek back when you were younger?
1: I don't really remember when I started really watching Star Trek. Um, probably the late 80s, um, early 90s. So when I was still pretty young, I definitely like Star Wars better. I would say I still like Star Wars better, but um, you know, it's, it's, they're two vastly different things. I mean, Star Wars is really fantasy based. Star Trek is much more science fiction based. Um, you know, so it's, it's really hard to compare them. I mean, there's, there's no real comparable characters. You know, you can't say, oh, Captain Kirk is like Luke Skywalker or Han Solo, or, you know, you can't say Darth Vader is like any Star Trek villain. So it's, I mean, they're two completely different things. I mean, I think they can be enjoyed, you know, independently of each other. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, Star Trek, you know, as far as, like, the movies are concerned, you know, there was, there used to be, you know, well, there still is, uh, this thing called, like, you know, odd-numbered Trek movie syndrome. Yes. Where that basically says, like, like all the odd-numbered movies are bad, all the even-numbered movies are good. And that even kind of lasted into the Next Generation movies mm-hmm. until like, the last one they did. I was, mean, I'm... Many people like. Um, I didn't, but, and I didn't. Yeah. I
3: really didn't like the middle tier, because I, I, am I'm, I'm gonna say that you may not like this, Pat. You don't
0: like Patrick Stewart.
3: I do not like Patrick Stewart, so <laughs> I do not like him. I think he was terrible. I think those Star Trek movies are the worst ones of all of them. I think those ones are terrible. I don't like him as, as that. He was fine as Professor X and stuff. I just did not like him. Picard was an, an idiot, in my opinion. So I really did not like those ones. Like the those ones that were they focused on that group. I really did not like those ones. The, my my all time favorite Star Trek moment should not be the rock rock bottoming seven and nine on an episode. And I think that's my all time favorite Star Trek moment. Period. So. Because it had a wrestler in it. Yeah.
2: You know. <laughs> so, let's cha- change gears here a little bit. We're going to get off of Star Trek cuz we really we yeah, want to no. talk about Star Trek. We I know really I just, just talk about Star Wars. And Joe, let's go yeah. with let's talk favorite line, favorite scene from any 3 movies or from all 3 movies if you got one from all 3 movies.
0: Favorite line or favorite scene. Lord. I don't want to use the the Darth Vader, I'm your father crap because that's what uh, <laughs> I, think we, I that. think
3: we all like that moment, so <laughs> I think we should not pick. I think we should pick something other than that. So favorite line or favorite scene. Jeez.
0: Well, you know, well, like I favorite see, see I'm gonna go with this I'm gonna go with space one because of the whole the whole the whole thing when at the Return of the Jedi when they finally got the shields the shield generator blowing up and they went inside, you know, uh, the Death Star and started tearing it to pieces and stuff like that. I don't know. Uh, that stuff just excites me. Blowing shit up is something that I, I like to see in movies. <laughs> Sorry, guys. You know, Terminator, all that stuff. Blow it up. I'm I'm good with it. Joe, um, Theo
3: likes boom.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like shit blowing up. I like all that theatrical <laughs> stuff sometimes. Um, this why I like almost anything that's kind of sci-fi in general. I don't, I don't, have a disdain for. I, I'll even watch B-rated or D-rated fucking sci-fi movies. <laughs> if you pique my interest, I'll watch the shit. Because uh, there's something that's gonna blow up that'll be pretty cool. Um, I like that scene. It, it's kind of hard. Like I don't have I don't have a lot of a lot of like favorite scenes. I, I was just more or less, you know, um always everyone that I have a bad feeling about this. Like, that was said by Princess Leia, Han Solo, how many times, C-3PO. It can go on and on with that. I just enjoyed watching the movies and just enjoyed all that. I really didn't have a specific favorite scene, except for, like, the space battles and shit like that that went on. And everything else with the movies was kind of like, I just like to sit down. Don't fucking bother me. And I just focus on the movie. Just watch that shit from start to finish. And just kind of, like, take it all in and just kind of, like, evaluate the movie as it's going on. But I just like to be, like, just blinders on to that movie and nothing else goes on around me. I just get, like, so deep into it. And I'm kind of like, yeah, I'm a fucking light. I'm a Jedi. I'm get my green lightsaber out. <laughs> I got it out. I wish I had it right now with me. I was home. I would be fucking waving that shit around. I could do some shit with that lightsaber. Don't worry. I could become a Jedi apprentice. <laughs> it could happen. It definitely can happen. But no, I, I don't really I just not really a favorite scene or a line per se. I just get so entailed into the movies in regards to that, in regards to watching them. You know. You know.
2: Right. Go ahead, Jeremy. <laughs> so I'm probably gonna mess up the
3: line because I'm not good with remembering things exactly. <laughs> that's how what Pat. That's what be. Pat here's for. That's what
1: Pat's so here for. First,
2: Pat, if you need to correct the way I actually say the line, but probably one of my favorite lines in the movie is from New Hope. And that's when they're saving Princess, like saving Princess Leia, you know, and uh, that whole banter between her and Han Solo when he's like,
0: "Well, excuse me, Your Royal Highness," you know. <laughs> <laughs> he might be like, like, "Fuck you, bitch! You don't want to be saved? I'll go save somebody else that <laughs> who wants to be saved."
2: You know Shit. that that whole thing where she's like the stuck-up princess and he's like the, you know, the scoundrel, scoundrel, and they play that I up that so word. well in that in like that first meeting and you know when she's on the Millennium Falcon like that whole banter, and him with you know well excuse me your oilness you know, <laughs> it's just it really made me laugh and then pretty much throughout the entire series, just. I don't know. I, I enjoyed the droids. I enjoyed 3CPO and R2-D2, even though you had no idea what C-3-P-O. R2-D2 was. What did I say? <laughs> you did you said not say... Three CPO. <laughs> I said 3CPO. You said three CPO. <laughs> Let's it cpo C3PO. There we go. That's, yeah. Now you got the it number right. first, ain't I? See, this is why this is why I need you guys to correct me. Yes, you do. So, yes. so, the banter between C3PO and R2D2 throughout the entire series, even if you had no idea what R2D2 was actually <laughs> said because it was just beeps and boops. That banter, like their interactions, were hilarious. Like I just. Like that comical relief throughout the entire movie was just funny to me. Like, well, yeah, when that, she
3: was when when Leia was like, "You're really short for a stormtrooper," <laughs> to Luke, that was that part was funny. Yeah,
1: <laughs> which, doesn't, which, which doesn't make a lot of sense when you think about it. Yeah, because uh, you know why? how funny
2: all stormtroopers are.
1: Well, well, he, he he stole somebody else's uniform. So I mean, shouldn't the uniform have been a certain height? You <laughs> know. But it looked really big on him, like it would have been drooping off, like the arms wouldn't fit. <laughs> Technically, shouldn't it have been then if they were if they were basically saying that Luke was short or something? I mean, yeah. So, so he so shot one that was his height, and he put the goddamn suit <laughs> yeah. on. That's what he did. Hey,
0: look what I found! Ooh, oh, we got a lightsaber <laughs> in the house.
2: <laughs> is that the one you got down at Walt Disney? Yes, world.
3: that's the nice. this is the one I built. Nice can't really see it but i turned it on so we could tell so it was really fun it was really fun i'm not trying to interrupt i just i I, we found it it was really fun doing that like that was like the highlight of going to the star wars world down there i got to build a lightsaber like it was cool i hope all three of you guys get a chance to do that because
1: it was really cool yeah, cause, I mean, well, the Rise of the Resistance ride wasn't open when you were no there. so yeah, you didn't get to I, see that. In full time.
3: I just remember like when, when, when I was coming back up, I stopped to see Theo, and we had dinner. And as soon as dinner was over, Theo's like, "Let's go out. I <laughs> want to see, see lightsaber. the lightsaber." <laughs> so we're in the parking lot playing with the lightsaber. <laughs> Yeah, I bet oh, that's what yeah. you were playing with. Oh, stop <laughs> it. Oh, they, t- they tried to, they tried to, like, people that were with us tried to play that game, and Joe played right into it, and he played right along with their little banter crap that they were trying to say. So, so. Yes, <laughs> I, I did. But, like, Joe took- was like, Joe was like, I remember because I walk fast. Joe was like walking with me. He was like, for that 10 or 30 seconds, and he wasn't worried about Tammy and Nico. He wanted to see the lightsaber. Yep. So, I told everybody else, I wanted to see the so lightsaber. I hope, I hope when you guys, if you guys make it down there, I hope you guys get to do that. It was, you know, a little bit more money than I wanted to spend, but it was one of those things where, like, if I don't do this, mm-hmm. I'm going to regret it. So, I'm like, yeah. I better do it while I'm there, because if I don't, I'm going to say, damn it, I should have done it.
0: So, no, it's definitely worth it. Yeah, sure. I mean,
1: I'm planning on getting back down there sometime. I, it, it was going to be next year, but because of everything that's happened this year, and I'm sure it's delaying a bunch of uh, newer projects down there. I'm I'm thinking that, that might not be until another two years for me now. But you know, hopefully, like the crowd level won't be quite as bad down there for that either. What? So, Pat, what was your what's your favorite scene? Uh, you know, I have so many. Like, I was just thinking. Of course, like, you know, do. Well, I mean, I, I'm going to mention kind of two broader ones and then two smaller ones. Like broader ones, like an Empire, pretty much, pretty much everything from like um, the scene where, where, where Han? Han, <laughs> pretty pretty much everything from when Han gets put in carbonite through to like the end credits. Really, I think is is pretty is pretty amazingly well done. I mean, between
0: mm-hmm.
1: just the way it's staged, like the stakes that are there, and also especially the music. I mean, I you know John Williams is probably the greatest film composer of all time, and you know, like the I think just, we're all just, gonna
3: agree with you on that. So yeah.
1: just like like the music cues all throughout, like like pretty much like the last like you know, really half an hour of Empire Strikes Back are are some of the best music he did. And then in Jedi, the Battle of Endor scene, just like all the Battle of Endor is just so amazing for me. But the two scenes I'm thinking of specifically, there's one scene in Empire, it's uh, when Luke fails to raise the X-Wing from the swamp and then complains that it's too big, and Yoda gives him the whole big speech about you know, size matters not. And then, you know, Luke still walks away in disbelief and then Yoda just, you know, picks the X-Wing up and, you know, and everything like that. To me, that's just like an amazing scene. And then the real kind of like, you could almost say like emotional cathartic climax of the whole trilogy really then, is, you know, again, within the Battle of Endor when Vader is searching for Luke in the throne room and Luke is again insisting that, you know, he's not gonna fight Vader and Vader is able to, you know, kind of, you know, sense everything about, you know, Leia being his sister, and then, you know, of course, you know, saying, you know, well, you know, if you won't turn to the dark side, perhaps she will, and you know, Luke just freaks out, and then it's the first time where Luke is able to overpower Vader. Uh, and again, there's very dramatic music that's playing there that kind of heightens it, and just, just like the way it's again, it's filmed, it's shot, the different angles and everything is pretty amazing, and then the fact that you know he just. He's like, you know, totally, you know, let loose his rage and everything. And, you know, he cuts Vader's hand off. And then the Emperor comes into the scene, you know, laughing about it, cheering about it. And say, you know, finish him off. You know, obviously, that's not exactly what he says, but that's a typical saying. He's saying, finish you know, "Finish him off and, you know, come, you know, take his place at my side. And Luke, you know, looks at Vader's severed, you know, robotic hand. And then, you know, he looks at his own robotic hand. And just everything comes back to him, you know, just as far as, you know, kind of what have I done? But then that he's able to resist what the Emperor is saying, and of course as you know, I'm a Jedi like my father before me. You know, that's pretty much the moment there where you know it's confirmed he's not going to turn to the dark side. He is, you know, you know the you know the hero and everything, and he's thwarted the Emperor's plan. So, um, you know, to me that that's that's uh, that's such, just such a key. It's 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 a moment both of You know, you do wonder for a minute. Oh my God, is he really going to do it? But then you realize, no, he's on. He is the hero that you need. So, I wanted him to turn to the dark side. Actually, (laughs) when I watched that movie, I kind of actually wanted. Me and Joe got
3: the the villain. Like, I think my favorite unimportant scene is the bounty hunters because I love the bounty hunters. So when they show all the bounty hunters, that was cool for me. But my. Believe it or not, I think my favorite scene in those three movies, despite the fact that I tend to root for the bad guys, even back then I was starting. That was starting with me. I think my favorite scene was in *New Hope* when Han comes to help Luke. I, I think I remember being really happy when that happened because I, I like everybody in the like I like we all like Han Solo. We all like them all. Like Luke's a whiny bitch sometimes. But we like all of them. So, so when Han co- came to save Luke, that was cool. I, I was really happy when that happened. Like, you know, I was, like I said, I don't really remember seeing that one when I was the first time. I, I probably actually saw that movie for the first time and remembered it when I was like four or five, maybe. So, and I remember being really happy. I was five. If I would have seen that movie when I was fifteen, it may not have resonated with me, but. I think that's my favorite scene from that. Other than the Darth Vader one that we all, you know, that's the obvious one. That like we, so, well, it, um, it's,
1: yeah, it, I was gonna say, it's kind of funny. You mentioned about Luke sometimes being like, you know, a whiny bitch. And, you know, obviously that's like, you know, a charge that's leveled against him for the way he acts in A New Hope. But that's also kind of the point in that, you know, he has an arc. And they actually take, you know, the full three movies for it to, you know, to play out completely. Like, you know, he grows as a character. He gets more experienced. You know, he becomes, you know, more to, you know, to what he should be in everything.
3: And they kind of they kind of do that same arc with Anakin, per se. So we'll they do with, but his, <laughs> I know, I'm just saying I'm just bringing it up because there, there's the similarity between those two things.
1: Yeah, and Anakin's arc is different because, you know, it's like his descent into the dark side and what, you know, causes that, what precipitates that to happen. But for whatever reason, like, you know, it it was making me think of, uh, because you always, like I said, Star Wars gets imitated in various ways. And like anytime you have like something that becomes like a trilogy of movies. Everybody always seems to be anxious to refer to usually the second movie in a trilogy. It's like, oh, it's the Empire Strikes Back of the blah blah blah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But so like I was just thinking of the Matrix for some reason. The whole thing that in a lot of ways makes the the arc for Luke Skywalker superior to the arc for character of Neo, for example. Is that you know, this, and is probably, and this is probably because they didn't necessarily have ideas to do a trilogy when they made the first Matrix. But you know he goes from being not knowing who he is or what he's supposed to be to being the one by the end of that first movie. Well, the problem with that then is is that when they come back for the sequels, where's the character really supposed to go? Where's he? How's he supposed to grow? How's he supposed to, you know, progress in any way? And that's one of the problems with the Matrix sequels as a well. whole. I felt like all, all the characters didn't really grow much from like the first movie to the third movie. But it's something that again, it's it's very important in that you know Luke starts as a whiny bitch and ends as you know the Jedi Knight. So well, yeah. And, uh, yeah. and
2: all the and all the characters throughout the Star Wars original trilogies all grew in some manner, some yeah. way, shape, yeah. or form. Princess Leia stopped being stuck up. Han Solo started to become more of a human being. Yeah. Kind of hero.
0: Hero. Yeah. Uh, and a romantic. He was a tweener, romantic... man. He was a, he was a hero
3: slash scoundrel. He, he was scoundrel kind of a, he was, was kind awesome. of a tweener. Like he was, <laughs> he was a tweener. So, <laughs> you know, wrestling Darth Vader,
2: term in there. Yeah. <laughs> you see Darth Vader, he goes from, uh, kind of a badass to kind of a super badass to, by the end of, you know, beginning to, End of Return of the Jedi to realizing that he's not evil, he's actually a good guy. You know, you see that progression in his. Yeah. You know, you see the progression in every character, which is another reason why Star Wars was so good because it just everything that should happen in movies happened in movies. You know, you character development through all three movies, not just okay, they developed it in this one, but then in this one they stayed the same. In, you know.
3: In this in this trilogy we had good acting throughout too. So Yeah, from, from pretty much <laughs> everybody being an unknown person that, in the world of movies, too. Except there for could Harrison be, Ford. There, there could be another trilogy what? where the acting isn't as good. What did you say about Harrison Ford? I said except Harrison Ford.
0: Except He wasn't Harrison, a nobody. He, yeah, Jeremy said, you know, a bunch of nobodies. I said except Harrison Ford.
1: Well, they were all nobodies when the films were, were first done. Harrison Ford had, hadn't been anything. Star Wars is what launched him. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just because he just did because Indiana
2: Jones after.
1: Yeah. yeah, he No, he did. The first, the first Indiana Jones movie was after Empire Strikes Back. But, yeah, just because Mark Hamill's career never really took off in terms of being a film actor. I mean, he's had a tremendous voice wow, acting, voice acting for career. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Uh, and and Carrie, Carrie Fisher's career was sabotaged a bit by her personal problems. You know, it's like they were all unknowns at the time. You know, it's like. Yeah. Like the the only people really, when you, if you look at the cast of New Hope, the only people who anybody really might have recognized at the time were Alec Guinness and Peter Cushing, and they were both doing films that were far from what they normally did. I mean, Alec Guinness, you know, you know, obviously being a British actor, he did you know all his like mm-hmm. you know British movies throughout the early part of his career, and then he did a lot of David Lean epics like Bridge on the River Kwai and Lawrence of Arabia and all that. And you know he did a lot of like you know Dickens adaptations and stuff like that. And Peter Cushing, of course, had made his name doing all the British horror films with Christopher Lee. So they were they were both out of their element in that sense. Like in that they were they were doing something that they didn't normally do. And you know Alec Guinness, of course, very famously hated Star Wars. So <laughs> um, even though even though he got another Oscar nomination for it, he just uh, you know he just didn't think that there was anything to it. It was as an actor it just it, it didn't really it didn't really gel with him in that sense, which I can understand, but it's like, he's also one of the big reasons why there's such an aura about a new hope, because he really nails the character in the sense of being like, you know, this like wise dignified, you know, elder statesman, if you will, you know, of being a Jedi Knight. And, you know, he has some of the better lines and, you know, of course he, you know, he, yeah, Al Guinness had a way where he could do a lot as an actor with very little. Like in the scene where, you know, where Vader kills him and a new hope, you know, he like kind of stops and like, you know, like when like Luke sees him fighting with them and like, you know, he kind of like just like stops and kind of glances over towards Luke. And he just does that like very kind of slight smile, just like out of the one side of his mouth. <laughs> which just basically mm-hmm. conveys that he knows exactly what's going to happen. He knows what has to happen. Um, you know, and just, it just, it's a little really hard for me to put into words, but again, it's just really that he does so much acting with just like half of a facial facial expression and no dialogue. So you get exactly where he's going with it. And very few people have that ability. And Al Guinness was one of those people who had that ability.
2: Yeah. So I'm going to, I want to put out there. So as much as I love star Wars, there is one thing about star Wars that I thought and didn't really, that was kind of goofy and kind of odd. And that's when in empire strikes back, when, uh, Luke and Darth Vader are fighting, and all of a sudden, Darth Vader starts pulling the shit off the walls and throwing it at Luke.
0: Like, all the boxes Luke, and all that shit.
2: Yeah, like all of a sudden, Luke forgets how to dodge or how to do anything. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing, man? You're you you have force powers. Like you don't know how to see this shit coming. Like I thought that that was a little weird. Well, well that was pretty. Oop, let me. I'll let you – let me finish one other thought. And The other thing that was kind of interesting too as I think about it with Darth – with dark powers and light powers, most light force users did not use force choke. But yet Luke uses it in Return of the Jedi when he goes to Jabba's place and chokes out the two pig things in the beginning.
3: The Gamorrean
2: guards. "Mm." Yeah, the Gamorrean guards. I was like, hmm, Interesting. Using dark powers, even though he's a light user. Hmm. So that was kind of interesting. But yeah, that the, the, funny, the funny fight scene, in my opinion, kind of funny, kind of odd, was Darth Vader. And he's like, I can't dodge anything.
1: <laughs> I mean, what I was going to say is that that's conveying two things. One is that Vader is so much more powerful than he is at that point. Like, he's barely True. learned... How to really use the force to be able to do things. Remember, he couldn't lift the X Wing out of the swamp. So it's a combination of Vader just being, you know, basically at the height of his powers and abilities, doing things all at once, being able to throw all those multiple things at him at once. And Luke just can't you know, he's like he's exhausted from the fight so far as it is. And he just doesn't have enough like, you know, energy or strength to really be able to fight everything off all at one time as Vader's throwing it at him. So that's That's where that really comes from. But the the Force Choke thing you mentioned, too, that's something that I think they kind of, um, I want to say evolved as time went on, and that they say, oh, yeah, Force Choke isn't something that a light-side user should be using. Like, the contrasting scene that I can think of is in, like, the prequels in Revenge of the Sith when Yoda comes walking into the Emperor's office. You know, like... Two of his guards are right there. There, and they like get ready to like you know face Yoda, and he just like does like one like hand motion to like basically force push them and knocks them both you know away and everything. I think that's probably what they would have had Luke do if one like it was a little easier to like film that in 1983, <laughs> but also just that they had a better idea that oh yeah he shouldn't be using the the choke thing, but. The choke thing was also something that you know audiences had already seen before because Vader, of course, did yes. it all throughout the first two movies.
3: Yes. So there's, there's a, one of the things that like like Pat said that like Star Wars has kind of like set the bar for stuff, and they've like emulated. Like when the when the special editions came out, like I went to see all of them, those in the theater too. Mm-hmm. My I think the coolest thing that Star Wars kind of brought out was the whole. People waiting in line and the dressing up and all that stuff that the midnight shows, all that stuff started because of Star Wars. Like everybody followed suit on that. And they had you know, by the mid 2000s. They had midnight shows for everything, but they were the originator of all that, like the, the, the big lines for a movie and people dressing up and that stuff. Like I, I was in some of those lines. So when the special editions came out, especially New Hope, I had to wait like, a, a long time to get into that. And that was a re-release of a movie with two minutes of extra scenes. <laughs> so, yeah, like, and, and I don't want to, you know, we'll talk about this eventually, but when the Phantom Menace tickets came out, I had to wait two hours in line to get tickets for that movie. That's, back then, that was crazy. To, like, so, like, that's something that I think I, I always will remember about Star Wars and when everybody everybody talks about, Oh, this and this and this, and we waited in line for this. All the Harry Potter crap. I'm like, look, none of this happens if all the crazy Star Wars fans didn't start doing this stuff first. So they definitely were the originator of all the of the long lines and the dressing up and the midnight shows. Like I, everybody's kind of stolen that from them, but they that definitely yes. started because of Star Wars. We
1: are the original <laughs> geeks in movies of films. <laughs> so true. <laughs> midnight movie had existed for a while before like the the special editions and the prequels but But not
3: like with that kind of like react like
1: people going to them and stuff right well what you're really talking about like like midnight premieres yeah 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 rather than like like the first show be like i'm sorry pat
3: midnight premieres
1: well i'm just saying it just because like, like 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 there used to be Excuse me. At the one shopping mall uh, near us, that used to, when they still had a movie theater near it. I mean, like every Friday, Saturday night, they did like the midnight showings, a Rocky Horror Picture Show. That yes. was like an institution. Um, Like, but again, like like doing like the midnight premieres. I think really started around then because it's like, yeah, what, instead of like doing you know the first show of uh, you know the the day that the movie comes out being like around like you know eleven a.m. or noon or whatever. Oh, let's do it midnight the night before because you know we'll sell it shitload of tickets and that's that's what always happens so um yeah and and, yeah they and of course like you're like exactly like you said they started that they branched out to so many other different types of movies then too because they realized that it worked so they just kept doing it i don't see it as much happening now at least that may also be because i don't care to go see a movie at that time anymore but
3: no it's 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 like i've been to i'm trying to say avengers Avengers was the only thing. Endgame maybe would be the only thing. I, maybe the, uh, Infinity War and Endgame are the, the only two things I've been to that aren't, aren't Star Wars related that maybe that first show, was it was a little bit crazy. <laughs> a little bit crazy. There was a Transformer, one of the Transformers movies that might have been the first one. That one was crazy. Like when I went to see that one at midnight, that one was pretty crazy. Not Star Wars crazy, but it was still, you know. Like I said, we're – there are stories I, we can tell about the prequels. I don't want to tell those now. I went to see one of the prequels with some of you, with, with Jeremy and Pat. So, like, yeah. we'll talk about that when we get to that, like the dressing up and stuff, because that was something we saw more prevalently during the, those three movies. So, so. Yeah. all right, guys.
1: I just, I, just, I just wanted to drop this in real quick. You talked about waiting for two it. hours five, for, for Phantom Menace tickets. Uh, I actually left school early to go purchase Phantom Menace tickets. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, like I said, we'll talk about that more when we talk about the prequels. So, All right. So, in mere minutes, everybody, we
2: are going to drop the Mount Rushmore for Star Wars and what it's going to be. Uh, once again, if you are seeing this on YouTube, we want you to definitely give us a like, give us a big thumbs up, leave a comment, tell us what you're thinking. Uh, ask us a question if you want to. Uh, If you're looking for the audio version, catch it on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. And there, you know, please leave us a rating because leaving us a rating just helps us get up there so that more people just like yourselves can hear us, find us, and listen to us and get some entertainment out of this. Hopefully we're definitely entertaining you guys. So with that being said, we are going to move on to Mount Rushmore because I think we've gotten enough of our super geek on that we can drop... Our Mount Rushmore and our Mount Rushmore this time is going to be our favorite character from the original trilogy. So AJ, start us off with your favorite character from the original trilogy.
3: I mean this one. This one's easy. It's Darth Vader. He's he's like for me, he's the he's the best villain ever in a movie for me, per period. Like he like, I've seen other ones. But he's always going to be the one that I I remember. Like he was that first badass like ultimate villain that I saw, and he he fucked shit up. So at times, <laughs> so I, I I know we aren't talking about the 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 one of the movies that happened right before it where he really fucks shit up. I don't know where that's <laughs> going to fall in our timeline when we do these movies, but like that was the best part of row one for me, hands down, was watching him fuck shit up at the end of that movie. So. He was like he still is my favorite like villain in a movie like period so th- this one's easy for me cuz it was it was fun watching him so like the lightsaber battles like these guys said the lightsaber battles were so cool when we were kids like that was like so cutting edge for us maybe it's not so cool now for the kids to see it but for us back then the lightsabers were like so cool <laughs> Yep. So Darth Vader is easy for me because he he was such a badass in those movies so and then he showed that little you know he was he had a little bit of hero left him and at the end and he you know made most people happy. like Theo said we, we wanted some dark more dark side shit maybe at the end yeah. of that. but me and Theo tend <laughs> we to did. we tend to go that way sometimes we like to watch the bad guys win sometimes. so um, I'm gonna let Darth... Good darth pat go next that one was easy for me so
1: well my, my favorite character is also he's one out he's getting uh-oh. it out he is also darth vader <laughs> i have darth vader stuff but since we can't pick the same character um i would go with what you would basically call the opposite of darth vader from the original trilogy and that's really yoda um yoda you know is an interesting character in so many ways because well first of all because he's he's a non-human character so that's that makes him unique in a lot of ways obviously chewbacca and the droids are are non-human as well um but the fact of you know again he's like you know he's like the wise old jedi master he's the one who has to guide luke on his path you know to really becoming the jedi he's the one who has to prove to luke you know about like, you know, size doesn't matter, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, but just the, the, the concept of the character of Yoda, too, is is pretty is pretty amazing when you come down to it. Because, like, you know, obviously he, he was voiced by Frank Oz. And of course, Frank Oz is famous for doing the Muppets mm-hmm. and yes, the Muppets, of course, were well the Muppets were well established by the time Empire Strikes Back came around. So in a lot of ways, Yoda is like a muppet in the sense that you know he he is a puppet you know he's voiced by frank Oz and everything but he has you know a lot more that he has to convey and just again being able to get that kind of like emotion and get that kind of feeling from a puppet is pretty amazing filmmaking really when you come right down to it i mean it's been done other times with the muppets and with other things but but, you know, Yoda, again, is just he's just a very, very unique character in the sense that also, too, like, you know, he he has like the answers and yet he can't tell Luke. You know, I mean, he knows, of course, that Vader is Luke's father, but he can't tell him that. You know, he just keeps telling him that, you know, he's not ready to face him when Luke goes off to face him and then kind of chastises him in Jedi by saying, you know, you, you weren't ready to, to hear that truth yet. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm you know, he's he's really kind of leveling with Luke, and at the same time, he tells him, hey, look, you have to go back and face him now, because otherwise, all is lost, so um, you know, he's just he's a, he's a very poignant character in a lot of ways, too, especially when you add in the prequels, just because of the fact that you realize how much that he basically failed, <laughs> you know, just like, you know, like all the Jedi failed, but um, you know, again, ultimately, through Luke comes even, you know, his own redemption, so you know, Yoda's just a you know very strong, very unique character. He was Yoda was cool. Years old. Yoda was <laughs> Yoda was re- he was really cool too. So good good call
3: on that, Pat. He was really cool. And, he and was. It,
1: and, and as we're as we're still seeing, obviously to this day, there's still obviously a fascination with the character of Yoda because of <laughs> yep. Baby child. Yoda. <laughs> uh, you know, in the Mandalorian. The so, I, mean, uh, I well, just to, just to get check so real real quick here. I mean. When I read like a review of the first episode of The Mandalorian, well, maybe it wasn't a review; it was more like a preview. They promised this like game-changing, you know, uh, you know, this is just like a big game changer. they said for the whole Star Wars universe. In the first five minutes of the first episode of The Mandalorian, and I remember watching that first episode back in like November, December, whatever it premiered, and going, "Well, nothing happened in the first five minutes." And then when it gets to the end of the episode and they reveal the child. I'm pretty sure my first reaction was, <laughs> so, yeah, that was John crazy dropping. shit. Like, that, yeah. That show had something in the it that. Yeah. I, just like, you know, for anything that I could have possibly been expecting, it was not no, that. It was not so, that. <laughs> so obviously we're so interested to see where that goes as they, as they move forward with that series. But and again, obviously that just goes to show what, how, how enduring the character of Yoda really is. Go ahead, Theo. What were you going to say, sir? No, I was going to say that show had a lot of game changers from the episode
0: one to the last episode with the Darksaber. It did. And the Darksaber yeah. was something that I don't think anyone was expecting Hell because no. that goes into a whole nother level of storytelling with the Mandalores and all that other good stuff.
1: Yeah, okay. because that, 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 kinda, that that's ties all into my,
0: a lot of the cartoons um, that have been out and whatnot. So that's it's exciting stuff to, to see where they're going to go with that.
1: Yeah, it's going right, so. to be
0: how I get it.
2: <laughs> so we got darth vader we've got yoda i'm gonna theo i'm gonna let you go last okay can you hold on to last can you hold yeah.
0: it <laughs> all right I, so I, always, my pick... I always pissed last when we went out to the bar so i can hold the world all the time you're good
2: <laughs> tmi so, my, so my, <laughs> my pick for the mount rushmore is han solo um I absolutely loved his character through all three films because he never lost his ability to be a smart ass. Like through all three movies, like he always had, you know, he was full on smart ass in the first movie. Second movie still had a little bit of smart ass. And in the third movie, still had a little bit of smart ass with his interactions with Lando Calrissian, you know, with the way he interacted with him and stuff. Uh, so, you know, he was, because I've always been kind of a smart ass too. I still am to a point with certain things, you know, when I know I'm, it's appropriate, of course, uh, you know, kind of learned that as an adult, but you know, this, to, to have that character that you can kind of relate to is pretty f- fun in a movie. And he had some of the funniest lines in my personal opinion, some of the funniest lines in all the Star Wars, all three Star Wars movies, uh, you know, that you could have. So, yep. I definitely light Han Solo. And he definitely is a good pick to put up there.
0: All right, Theo, close us out with our Mount Rushmore here. Well, I'm not going to give you a 15 minute analysis of the guy I'm going to pick. He was only (laughs) in two movies (laughs) and it's pretty simple. I kind of relate to this guy a little bit when I was in my early twenties, but my pick is Lando. Lando is the ultimate scoundrel. (laughs) <laughs> I love that word. I don't know why it's just cool. <laughs> it kind of reminds me, like, man, this is gonna be a weird analogy, but Lando kind of reminds me in a wrestling term of Eddie Guerrero to a certain extent. <laughs> that's
3: that's <laughs> fair. I, I would you know I, I, mean? I would I would agree with and, you on that. That's a good
1: and, good comparison. I, I
0: was I was a huge fan of Eddie Guerrero.
3: So just like
0: the whole scoundrel and doing what he needed to do to get money and. What probably needs to do to get females on the side, <laughs> you know? That was kind of being in my early twenties. So, you know, but no, I, I, I just, I, I just have a fascination with, like, me and AJ. We like bad guys, the bad guys in part, part, in part with that. Like Lando kind of started out as a bad guy scoundrel, but you know, he turns to become a, you know, a hero and a good guy, which is fine. Tweener. He's yeah. Tweener. Kind of tweener too. You know, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll throw Tweener in there too. You know, he has his good and bad moments still. You can tell he's still a scoundrel deep down inside, which is still good. But I just relate to that guy. I thought he was really cool um, when he came out and things of that nature. And I actually enjoyed kind of seeing, I know we're going off topic, but I like seeing him in, in Rogue One. Um, you know, not Rogue One. Um, solo. solo movie. Yeah, solo movie. Seeing a younger version of him, anyway, kind of like sh- showing how. That they- was. They, that was fun. So,
3: when him and Han meeting and all the stuff they went through to they were, get them money and all that shit. They were both big tweeners in that movie, so yeah, like it was fun yeah. to see them like towing the line like of the tweener stuff with both of those guys. Yeah. So that's 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 my guy.
0: That's my guy right. right there, Lando.
3: Excellent. So
2: our Mount Rushmore folks this this week is Darth Vader, Yoda, Han Solo, and Lando Calrissian.
0: A so Jedi, I a en- Sith, and two tweeners. There we go.
2: <laughs> so we hope you guys enjoyed us geeking out over Star Wars because we really – we, as you can tell, we all really love the these movies. And it's something near and dear to our heart because they came out when we were young kids. Some of us a little younger than <laughs> others when they came out. Some of us weren't even born when they originally came out. But either way, we all really grew up kind of loving these movies and still love them as adults.
0: Joe, take us home. I'm too tired tonight to take us home. No, I'm really kidding. <laughs> what, what are you kidding? What what you saying down there in my right corner of my screen? I said I'll take us home if you don't want to. That's go for it. I'll go let you it. have it tonight. Go, Mr. Uh, uh, D P. Darth Patrick.
1: I, we, we, we've, said, we said, we've said it, you know, and alluded to it a few times, but again, it's Star Wars so just not not only do they have profound impacts on all of us, and they have on you know countless, probably millions of people. But, you know, Star Wars just so totally changed the game for, you know, movie making, uh, tie-ins. I mean, like, you know, Star Wars basically invented the movie tie-in, uh, you know, whether it was like from the initial action figures to, you know, like like the Happy Meal toys. To, right. You know, like all, all that stuff that you see like in advertisements when like a big movie comes out these days. Uh, I mean, pretty much introduced the concept of, you know, the, the film franchise, like, Within a couple of years after Star Wars started, you had the initial Superman movies. You had the Indiana Jones movies, Terminator, Back to the Future. Back to the Future. Yeah, like you had the original Batman movies. And then that just all snowballed as you got into the 90s and up to now. It's like, would we have any of these big, huge movie franchises, whether it was like Harry Potter Lord of the Rings or Marvel or any of that, if Star Wars didn't exist first? Probably not. Would we have gotten, you know, we, we talked about Star Trek. Would Star Trek have gotten as many movies as they did if Star Wars hadn't come along? Probably not, because the first Star Trek movie didn't come out until after Star Wars had hit. So, again, it's just, it's harder, I think, for, you know, it's, again, like I said, it was so much for us because we were young. We were right there, like when it was, like, still really, really new and coming out. And it's as much as, like, some of us might dog like the prequels or the sequels, the hope would be that they captured the imagination of kids of those times like when the prequels were new and now when the sequels have been new and that you know so that way it becomes very generational and hopefully the franchise will endure hopefully we'll endure with good quality um you know like uh, you know we'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes we'll see if they ever decide to do more films and if they do where they go with it but right now we've got the mandalorian we've got some of the cartoon um but again i mean like i said you know there isn't there isn't probably one day where I wake up and I don't have at least one Star Wars thought that goes through my head. So, <laughs> um, Obsessed? True. Yeah, maybe. But again, I don't subject myself to dressing up. So,
2: <laughs> <laughs> We save that for the other folks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And with that being said, folks, that is our episode. We're going to say goodnight to everyone. Peace out. See you on the next episode where we talk baseball.